Here the old gods are dead. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, uh, this is the Creepy Wee Podcast. I'm Rebecca with Liam. Hi. Today we're going to be talking about the ghost of Stirling Castle. We went there on the weekend. This is actually this weekend... And the weekend before is the first time me and Liam have actually seen each other in person since we started. Oh no, yeah, podcast. I was so shocked. Like back to back weeks, like we, like we started a podcast remotely, and then back to back weeks, we're like, let's let's do something. We saw Rina Sawayama, and we saw LGBT things happen, and we went to the castle and made LGBT things happen. So I thought that was quite cute. Yeah, it was it was good to see each other again. I think. Obviously, we've dispelled the fact that we didn't record in the same room, but I did think it was like quite unusual that we had maybe went since the start of August without seeing each other. Yeah. Although after seeing her, like, I'm really sorry to tell everyone, but um, this is going to be the last. <laughs> I fucking hate. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> As we said, we went to Southern Castle at the weekend and prep for this. We were hunting some ghosties. We were. Uh... Like Derek Akora, or is it David Akora? I can't remember. And uh, it's David. What's is that? David? Yeah. What's that bitch called? Big Most Wanted. Yvette Fielding. Yeah. We were there scouting the place out for ghosts. It didn't feel that haunted. It didn't. I don't know. I don't know about the hype, but um, I didn't feel it to be that haunted, so it couldn't be that haunted. And Although there was one area. We we would can if it was haunted. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're yeah. Celtic girlies who know. <laughs> I- think I'd know a little more than you do, genius. No? <laughs> so, Stirling Castle sits on top of a volcanic rock above the town of Stirling, much like Edinburgh Castle. It looks a lot like Edinburgh Castle. Anybody from Stirling or Edinburgh, please <laughs> don't comment me with that. They literally look quite <laughs> similar. Um, they, they do. It's seen the Scottish Wars of Independence, both of them. It's been home to William Wallace, Robert the Bruce. It's been captured by the English several times. And it was most notably the court of the Scottish royal family. Wait, that kind of, (laughs) sorry, that kind of sounds like, you know, the video of Gwyneth Paltrow and she's like, Oh my God. I laughed, I danced, I cried a number of times, I got a shot and had many epiphanies. <laughs> Stirling <laughs> Castle. Castle. 
Um, notably, it was the childhood home of Mary Queen of Scots and then her son, James V. Just thought I would get him in really quick because he's not coming back up again. <laughs> <laughs> Mary's dad famously commissioned the royal apartments to be decorated in the French Renaissance style. So it was once like covered in... <laughs> weren't they all? Um, <laughs> so it was like covered in like huge tapestries, like ornate wooden heads that like decorated the ceilings. Unfortunately, James died no long after the apartments were finished near enough. So he never got to see them in their like full glory. Mary Queen of Scots didn't either because she spent like a majority of her time in France. In a dungeon. Yeah, <laughs> in France <laughs> and then in a dungeon. Uh, <laughs> in several dungeons. Um, <laughs> but by the time that James VI was, had his court in Stirling, he, did, he obviously grew up there and got to enjoy it and stuff but he was then crowned King of Scotland and England by the time that Elizabeth I England had died so he moved the entire court down to England and I think either during like the art was either destroyed like all these tapestries and interiors or, and stuff or some of it was actually moved to England so in the last like yeah. decade or so they've restored the royal apartments to Stirling Castle and we did see this and they're very gorge very gorgeous no they were I all of the seats said do not sit and I'm like what how are you going to make a seat that looks like that and tell me not to sit in it like that looked so Good. Like it was like these like opulent little velvet numbers with lights right above. Uh, me, uh, me and Liam had the whole. Fr- so me and Liam had the whole throne room to ourselves, and I was. Uh, we should I, exactly, uh, but I was like, "Come on, we'll sit on the thrones." And Liam told me not because he thought we would get kicked out. And honestly, to sit on a throne because we were nearly done with the tour anyway, and nobody was there. And I think we should have just done it. Like it would have been a good yeah, but, opportunity. <laughs> also, like imagine we had gotten banned from like every like historic Scotland <laughs> landmark and we are like running this podcast this Scottish historic podcast like if we were barred from all of this we kind of like um, then people are just going to know that I'm like on Wikipedia 90% of my <laughs> Yeah. Well, Historic Environment Scotland, I'm waiting for my check for the promo that we did because um, it kind of went off on Twitter and it went off on Instagram. So if you want to see pictures of me and Liam hanging about Stirling Castle and like have a look my in the ass. background for... My ass oh, ridiculous. Yeah, Liam's bum got us like loads, loads of likes. I got six people in my DM saying I had a nice bum. Like, this is like huge. <laughs> Speaking of huge, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, no seeing the pictures are fully going to think that you're bare arse, is it? Breaking the internet. In Stirling Castle. No, I was just wearing jeans that like were nice. <laughs> anyway, our episode isn't about Liam's arse and it isn't about the <laughs> it's not about like the deep history of like the wars of independence and stuff like that. It's actually today we're gonna to be talking about some ghosty girlies uh that reside in Stirling Castle. So Liam, do you want to share your first ghosty lady? Oh, yes. As per usual, we're talking about women because we love women on this podcast. So I'm going to start by talking about the pink lady. Like, there's going to be several different ladies, but we're going to start with um, who I think is the cuntiest of the several. Um, So basically, um, not like the pink ladies from Greece. Like, this isn't going to be Rizzo. Although... (laughs) Dr. Channing was 33 years old when she played Rizzo on Greece, so like it is like plausible to actually 
like extrapolate the fact that this could be her ghost like it's not <laughs> out of the realm of possibility um the geriatric 18 year olds on greece and like if you turn around in the graveyard you just hear sandy <laughs> um, anyway um so the pink lady the pink lady of sterling castle is a specter that's been spotted on numerous occasions um and like the other colored divas of Sterling Castle, she's noted by, like, the garments that she wears. So she seemed to be wearing, like, a pink sort of dress. Um, so she is said to, like, stalk the kirkyard, like, cemetery area of the castle, and she walks between this place and the castle itself at night time. And this sort of aspect of her doesn't change at all. Like, that's, that's where she's spotted and that's how she's seen. However, where there is debate upon this woman is um who it is who is this ghost um because mm-hmm. like sometimes specters are just like apparitions of like um the energy of the place but like she... residual hauntings like where it just yeah. gets something caught and repeat yeah exactly but she's actually thought to be a person but there's two people that that all sort of argue about who this could be so the the first train of thought is that this is a ghost of, like, a noble woman mm-hmm. who was engaged to, like, a knight of the castle during the siege that was led by Edward I in April 1304. Ooh. An interesting fact I actually learned about this siege. Did you know Stirling Castle was the last stronghold in Scotland not taken by the English following, like, the, the Battle of Falkirk in 1298? So they got them all apart that. from that? <laughs> apart from Stirling? <laughs> what? What's so special? I mean... <laughs> I don't know, but I guess you did say all the people that were on that throne. I guess it was important. Um, no disrespect to Sterling, but how the mighty have fallen. I think. Like we have anyway. like two listeners in Sterling. Like maybe it's all right. Babe, I'm so sorry, but like also, I mean, it is a pretty town, and your charity shops go off. Like the the charity shops in Sterling go off, but like you wouldn't expect it to be the last stronghold. Like going there anyway. <laughs> Um, so yeah, her, they thought that like during the siege, like a lot of the soldiers, the lower ranking soldiers starved because they weren't fed as well, because one of the big battle tactics was to like wait them out so they couldn't get any import export going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and her, her lover starved during it and she lived like in the like, like outskirts sort of like not by the castle, obviously. Uh Um, and soon after him dying, she just died like of a broken heart and now she just she but this she gets more melodramatic um <laughs> i respect her for this but she apparently now um wanders the kirkyard waiting until the day of rapture the day of reckoning from god so that oh, they can no. be reunited uh, in the face of god himself like okay Kingfish. <laughs> no literally she's running up that hill and what a hill oh my god okay right what a <laughs> hill like what a hill what a hill we were stopping to like duel etc and it was just like <laughs> <laughs> what about when we were talking she... we were talking to this like woman who works at Sterling Castle and she was like did you run up that hill I and we were both like didn't he say it didn't he say it didn't he say it like <laughs> trying not to say to make a deal with God <laughs> <laughs> but like dead ass the pink lady runs up that hill to make a deal with God so, how like, melodramatic sh- could never <laughs> um so that's the first the first train of thought. 
But there's a second train of thought where this is actually supposed to be the ghost of a lady named Mary Witherspoon. Ooh. Um, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> of Witherspoon's <laughs> fame. Oh my god, yeah, literally, Reese Witherspoon. Oh. Okay, so the ghost of Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> no, so this um, this woman, like, supposedly, she died in the early 1800s, mm-hmm. and she was a victim of, like, um, resurrection men, like, grave robbers, body snatchers, broken Ooh. hair, um, which is, like, the only documented case of it happening in Sterling. Like, there's, like, it didn't happen a lot there, apparently. It was more like Edinburgh that was mm-hmm. associated with this sort of crime. And so, basically, if you don't know what, like, a... Um, a resurrection man is it's like someone who takes a body from a grave and then gives it to like surgeons so that they can like practice their anatomy and dissection and all that jazz mm. um, no my mum told me we swear too much on the podcast and I feel like I can hear myself going shh, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> like trying not to swear mum um, I'm sorry but like if I need to say shit fuck cunt I need to say shit fuck cunt <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it is explicit, um, mom. <laughs> like... Yeah, exactly. It's rated E. Um, supposedly, after her body was stolen, her wraith appeared seeking to be reunited with her body. And oh. apparently, before you see her ghost, you will smell um, rose blossom in the air, um, which is her favourite scent. But also, that's weird because <laughs> there's no, like, rose blossoms around Sterling Castle. So, like, that's why it's, oh, a ghost. Um, but isn't that fun? Like, I'm like... I mean, I'd just assume I was having a stroke, but at least some people, like, make whimsy out of it. Um, yeah, but I personally feel the first story is more likely, not just as, like, um, some teary-eyed romantic, which I most certainly am. I love a chick flick. Um, but, so, like, there's, like, a thing about in folklore globally where, like, colours of female ghosts mean things. Mm-hmm. So, like, a white lady... It's a very famous tale, and it's usually a woman who's been, like, murdered or, like, sometimes commits suicide due to, like, unrequited love. Yeah. And red ladies are, like, women who are crimes of passion, like, a prostitute murdered after, like, sex or something. Yeah. Um, And I just like the thought that, like, the colour in between, like, pink is, like, someone who, like, died of a broken heart. Like, it's also love-related. And then she just, like, that's where she died. I, I like that concept. So that's what I believe. But sound off in the comments on the post if you if you disagree. <laughs> and I will tell you why you're wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, Becca, okay. you're talking about the green lady? Yeah. Yes, the green girly. So there's also two trains of thought with this one. One is, like, really romantic. And then the other one is also kind of romantic, depending on who you are. I think it could be the potential for, like, another kind of portrait of Lady on Fire <laughs> and oh. uh, kind of, like, lesbian period <laughs> drama. But before we get to that, I'll tell you about the first, like, telling of this story. So the Green Lady, some say that she was the daughter of a commander at the fort at Stirling because um, it's a fortress for the, like, Argyle Sutherlanders, is that what they're called? That is some yeah. part of the army. <laughs> so she's said to have flung herself with the tower onto the ragged rocks below in sorrow after her cruel father had actually ended her romance with a common soldier boy by having him executed. So she was like, right, Dad, I'll show you. And then yeeted herself <laughs> off the castle. Um, I don't know how I feel about that one because... She does, this spectre is said to hang about the, like, 
there's like a terrace that like goes wraps around the entire castle and you can walk along it. She is said to like haunt the steps. Um Oh yeah, that terrace by the way tried to take me out several times. Um, Historic like Environment Scotland, stone. we'll uh, be getting involved for a claim. <laughs> we'll hear from my lawyer. <laughs> like there was, there was one bit where like the sign that said "Be careful of like sharp drops" was covered by like a COVID protection sign, and I was like, oh, "You can't see that one, Becca. Push me, push me, and we will make a claim." <laughs> anyway, yeah, it tried to take me out. Like some of the rocks are like because I joked about making a claim, and then I actually did nearly fall. <laughs> one eye open. If you go, be careful. Yeah. So the other the other theory is that she was actually a servant girl, a guess which monarch she was a servant girl of. No. I don't think I want to. It's Mary Queen um, of Scots. It's no James. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's gonna say James is it. Uh, okay, never mind. Read my fun. Um, <laughs> so in fifteen sixty two, Mary Queen of Scots returns to Stirling and Scotland after two decades growing up in France and being engaged to the Dauphin of France, but he passed away really young, so then she comes back to Scotland and joins the court in Stirling. The serving girl was said to have the gift of foresight because she was a Highland girlie. Yes, and maybe. In. <laughs> she had a premonition that if Mary, Mary slept even one night within the castle, she would no live to see another dawn. So fearfully, she tells Mary her premonition um, and Mary's like really polite and like listens to her and stuff. And she's like, right, don't worry about it. You can watch her me while I sleep if it makes you feel better. Uh, she doesn't really believe her, but she like lets her sit by the bed and guard her. Yeah. Uh, so Mary's really tired for her whole journey to France and then all the way through Scotland. Uh, she f- falls asleep basically as soon as she hits the pillow. And then the girl, who's really concerned that if Mary wakes up, she'll be scared in the dark. So she puts a candle by her bed to make sure that if she wakes up, she's not going to be scared of the dark, which I think is really sweet. And I'm getting like big... Big queer vibes for this. Yeah, I was like, okay, I see what you mean by portrait of a lady on fire. Like, okay, you may watch me sleep if you wish. Um, I'm getting very much that. I can see this being a period drama. Why can't there be, like, modern lesbian romance? Why does it always have to be sad period drama? I know, but I'm a sucker, so... Um, this is <laughs> yeah, like same. this is honestly like very Queenie Scots fan fiction. Uh, so <laughs> the girls like basically sitting for hours into the wee hours of the night, and uh, she's like basically just staring at this candle because what the fuck else is there today? Uh, and she's getting really really tired. Her eyes are getting heavy, and she's like, oh, "What what harm could come in me like shutting my eyes for like a few minutes?" And a few minutes later, she's like, "Wow, like." has dawn come so early like because she's got her eyes shut but she can see how bright it is in the room lo and behold she opens her eyes and the whole room is on fire like the so it's big four-poster bed the linens that are draped across the bed are on fire the tapestries are on fire etc so the the candle that she had so carefully lit and like placed beside the bed the cot um had like set fire and she tried to it really was portrait of a lady on fire (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Celine Sciamma like needs <laughs> needs to like <laughs> reference this. Um, anyway, she's shaking Mary to try and wake her up, but the smoke inhalations like obviously rendered her unconscious. So this servant bundles Mary into her arms, 
like I need a hero <laughs> and it uh, starts to like run for the door. Oh my god, Shrek and Fiona. Yeah, oh my god. Basically. So <laughs> she's um the flames are like catching onto this woman's dress, uh or green dress, notably. Obviously we can that Mary lived for another twenty or more years until she died in on the block in England, but we didn't ken much of the fate of the servant. But so many like members of staff early years and like soldiers and stuff have seen this apparition of this woman in green so it can only be thought that in an effort to save her queen that this lassie's obviously either died for her injuries because even if she was like only like licked by a few flames like infection would have been really really common at that point oh, so yeah she's no penicillin uh, so it's either like smoke inhalation or it's like some kind of like septicemia that's like caused her to die um but people who work in the castle kind uh, of treat her as a harbinger of death and bad luck. So they say that if she's spotted, she'll she's an omen for like something bad about to occur, just like on the night she died. And that's the Green Lady. I thought that one was quite so good. Glad, so glad we did not see her. And also, yeah, I <clears throat> I was really into that. That yeah, was, I, that I was really that. romantic. Yeah, <laughs> So. Yeah, definitely lesbian vibes. Well, not <laughs> women love women, um, but yeah, there was some fruity about that. Anyway, who's yeah? Who's, who's their next? Fruit. Who's their next ghoul? Okay, so there are rumors of many ghosts. It's like a progressive pride flag of ghosts that are <laughs> named in Sterling Castle. Um, so there are legends of black ladies, blue ladies, um, green, white, pink. But, like, I couldn't find much more on them. But my next one was going to be about uh, the Black Lady of Surround Castle, who's been seen a number of times. Um, there's not really much known on her, but she haunts, like, the back walk of the castle. Um, and there's speculation that she's, like, uh, Bob and Shia. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, we we've, we tried to say it so many times. <laughs> I didn't like, think we had anything okay. Gallic to say. Is it no? Yeah. Is it no Bovenshia? I thought it was Bovenshia. You can well, anyway. we didn't speak Gaelic, and we actually do hear a Gaelic consultant. And <laughs> yeah, we had it robbed from us. Yeah, apologies, Alice. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I meant, I meant to ask. <laughs> I forgot. Um, yeah. Um. Anyway, she's so, uh, she haunts the back wall of the castle, but she's supposed to, supposedly a. I'm just gonna say a banshee. I'm sorry. Okay. The Gaelic is lost on me. Um. And like, there's speculation she's a banshee who lost her child and now takes this out on like strangers that cross her path in the most um melodramatic "I'm in pain, so I'll kill you" kind of way, <laughs> which I can kind of relate to. But like, babe, take his on it. She's Annie. He's Annie Vax. Yeah, she's Annie. <laughs> <laughs> like, um. Anyway. <laughs> Um, from reading as well, I also saw bits about like a blue lady who they think is Mary Queen of Scots, like mourning the death, um, in her child, my- mourning her own death in her childhood home. Okay. But like literally every ghost, every ghost in the castle is like rumored at some point to be like, oh, this could be Mary Queen of Scots, and they're like, oh my god, she's like, she's she's like. Yeah, she's literally just changing outfits to stunt on the girls. Like, <laughs> like she's not haunting them because she's, like, mourning. She's like, I'm dead, but I'm going to make the most of it. The world is in my runway now. Honestly, um, I think, like, every, like, tourist attraction in Scotland is always, like, and this ghost is said to be Mary Queen of Scots or has, like, some, like, roundabout <laughs> twist and turn to make it a bit Mary Queen of Scots. If Mary Queen oh of Scots God, was haunting her the... childhood home, she would either be 
no, she would just be in France. Like she would just be in France. Yes, <laughs> literally. Because obviously There's she's no way around it. Like she would just be in France. Yeah, for like obviously she like loved Scotland, but like uh, if you spend twenty years in a place, like what was she like? Nearly, nearly twenty. She was like sixteen, seventeen, maybe when she came back to Scotland. If that. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's on her wee wee baguette shit, but she didn't spend a lot of time here because, like, she was always obviously was imprisoned in Lochleven Castle, but then that was yeah. only for like a wee stint, and then she was in England for like sixteen years or something. Uh, nobody fact check me on this. Like, I am actually just gone on a tangent, <laughs> <laughs> but I I feel I like a lot of, a lot of ghosts in Scotland like try to like. Pick a name that will give you hits, <laughs> and that that is it. <laughs> but, like obviously, she's our most romantic monarch. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but that's all I have on the girls. What? Well, your next segment is a surprise to me. So. Oh yes. Yeah. So we were gonna go through all the different coloured girlies, but when we were there in Stirling Castle, there is a part of the castle, a garden that's called the Douglas Garden. Um, the it's named so because the eighth early Douglas was actually murdered there. So the eighth early Douglas was part of a powerful Scottish family who were actually descendants of the Black Knight Douglas. He was like the right hand man of Robert the Bruce. Like when Robert the Bruce died, he he basically took Robert the Bruce's heart and was said to like have tried to go on a crusade with it because that's what Robert the Bruce wanted. He wanted his heart to be buried in the Holy Land, but. Um, the Black Knight Douglas <laughs> didn't actually make it. That sounds kind of gay, too. But <laughs> yeah, um, God, people are so melodramatic. Um, I'm like, take my heart to the Holy. Okay, girl. <laughs> so <laughs> after the Black Knight Douglas dies, he well during during his life he was like gaining a lot of land, and this land just expanded as time went on. So by the time that the eighth early Douglas, Earl of Douglas comes around, yeah, he was highly influential in the Scottish court and by the time that the young James II took the throne in 1437 Douglas made such a favourable impression on him that he was rapidly made Lieutenant General in the Kingdom so this this family is actually like part of like the Scottish Game of Thrones kind of story Um, I'm going to save that for another day (laughs) and we'll we'll revisit this murder because it's a good way to wrap that story up but this family like are truly like inspired like a whole storyline in Game of Thrones. Like it is like the Red Wedding kind of thing. Uh, he was frequently in court in Stirling until about 1450 when he withdrew temporarily for public life to go on a pilgrimage to Rome to celebrate the Jubilee that year. So he was favourably received by Pope Nicholas V, but he had hurried back to Scotland in April 1451 after he had heard that there was plots to ruin his reputation with the king. His fears would appear to have been justified as his good favour with the monarch was indeed short-lived, uh, King James actually believed that Douglas was involved in a plot against the crown led by Alexander Lindsay, fourth Earl of Crawford, uh, also known as Earl Beardy. So, like James, <laughs> James is James II is like really his childhood was like quite troubled, and he, he doesn't appear to be all wet, and he was like really influential. Like a lot of people yeah. were behind him pulling the strings. So this Earl yeah, Beardy, really, as being like someone who's like pretty and well received and <laughs> like charismatic but also a little bit like mm, away with the fairies I'll just do what like, anybody, I, anybody says yeah he get he gets me I could be him 
So King James basically wants to banish um, Lord Douglas V's court. So he summons him to the palace at Stirling. And the Earl arrived and was invited to dine with the King the following evening on the 20th of February, 1452. The King urges him to break off all dealings with the Earl of Crawford, uh, and he refuses. The 22-year-old King, in a moment of violent passion, drew his dagger and stabbed the Earl Doug- Douglas 26 times in the neck and the shoulder. Uh, and these wounds were actually not fatal <laughs> for some reason. For some uh, <laughs> And then... Uh, it said that the last blow for the arrow was uh, one to the head with an axe that came from like a courtier that had like rushed through the door, and oh, then um, <laughs> he was, and then his mangled body was then thrown from a second story window into the garden below. His body was then afterwards said to have received about thirty wounds, uh, and then the garden where his body fell is now known as the Douglas Garden, and there's a stained glass window with a family crest of Douglas that marks the spot for where he was thrown. And me and Liam oh. visited this garden, and there's like yeah. there's a rowan tree, there's a standing stone. You can see the stained glass window. I'll put up a picture of that, because it's actually quite beautiful for the inside, but we couldn't find yeah. that part on the inside. I don't know if it's open to the public. Um, yeah. But aye, this area of the castle is very ooky spooky. Like, yeah, no, this is the only bit where I was like... Uh, I I guess I could feel some sort of like stagnant ghostly being if I like got into it. Like I could feel one around me right now. Yeah, um, felt so kind of like sluggish bit, when we were there. It had vibe. Yeah, it had the, and also there was this weird like black grass stuff, and I was like, I've never seen that before, and it's giving me bad vibes. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to go and you want to feel the spookiness, either I'd probably say like. I don't know if you can go anywhere near it at night, but maybe you can go to like the courtyard at night. Well, it is winter right now, and the castle is open till five pm. So if, even if you went at like three o'clock, um, you'd yeah. definitely be spooking yourself. So I would recommend that because we went, we were there at like eleven o'clock in the morning, and we were still kind of. I was yeah, it was bright. I was fucking shitting myself, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, no that that garden was. Although, yeah, the garden was also a place where I nearly fell off the wall, so maybe there was yeah. a ghost trying to get me. So, um, But I, I love that he, like, did a pilgrimage to Rome and then was like, you know what, I'm going to try and die like Julius Caesar as well and be stabbed a bunch of times. <laughs> like, I, I respect. The fact that, like, he had heard that his reputation might, like, be on the line and then immediately went and must return to Scotland, which would have took months at that time. To like go all yeah. the way from Italy back to Scotland, and then the king still had patience to like try and calm him down. But it, the king was basically convinced that like every single person in his court was against him. Um, I'll, why are all the kings of Scotland like this? I know. I I might do. I might do the the reason why I think James the Second is so ill. In a future episode, no, I definitely will. I don't know if I'll do it next, but like it would explain a lot, eh, like why his temper snapped in such a way that a king would murder somebody. Um, Did he have mental illness? Something really horrible happened to him in his childhood. Um, Oh, today with the Douglases, which was also like a plot that was basically put together by his court, just like this one was. Um, so like some day, like some days in the background, they like the whole of James II's life, like moving pieces around to make sure that it's not really the king that's in power, and that the king like has certain people executed and stuff like that. 
Um, yeah, again, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I, I mean, hate, I, yeah, hate to see it, but <laughs> it is, it is, the, it is one of no, the. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. But I think is that true? It's, it's very true. true. I think the next episode I will do that. So yeah, Liam, you can take your. That's a lot. You can take your foot off the gas for the next episode, and I'll just do that story because it would it would make sense to do it next, and then I'll kind of tie it back into yeah. the story that I've just told. So I okay. Good. That that's Sterling Castle and all its wee ghosties. Remember to rate and review us wherever you listen. Uh, share us with your pals. Follow us on Twitter at the Creepy Wee Pod and follow us on Instagram at the Creepy Wee Podcast and follow us on TikTok at the Creepy Wee Podcast. We've just started posting there. Uh, yeah, we're some... Gen Z now. We're TikTok. <laughs> bye. Yeah. That's us. You want to say okay. bye, Liam? Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.